0: Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. My name's Charlie and I'm Head of Growth here at Wellpreneur. And this month on the podcast, we're going to be talking about all things content. We know for wellness businesses, content can be sometimes a little bit of a struggle for us whether it's coming up with ideas or really making sure that our messages are cutting through or whether actually just producing content doesn't take you all day so we're going to be talking about various different aspects of content this month but first up we want to talk about one of the very first pieces of content that you're probably creating and that is your website so this is for you if you're just starting up or whether you've been going for a little while and you think actually your website needs a bit of a refresh my guest today is Angela Seely, founder of wellness website agency, Good Karma Works, who specialize in creating websites for wellness businesses. And we thought it'd be great to hear Angela's insights on how wellness businesses can approach their website content. So welcome to the
1: show, Angela. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm such a big fan of the Wellpreneur podcast. Oh, that's great to hear. So maybe we could start
0: up by you telling us a bit about yourself and about how you came to be helping wellness businesses.
1: Sure, so Good Karma Works was started with the idea that I wanted to help other wellness entrepreneurs navigate the ins and outs of starting their own business to build a lasting brand and create a website that attracts and converts their ideal clients. Uh, Good Karma Works is really a combination of my previous two professional lives. So my first one was working in web analytics and e-commerce for an international development company. And my second one was teaching yoga and doing massage. So being a full time wellness entrepreneur for over seven years. And while I was a a teaching yoga and doing massage, I also started building websites for other wellness professionals, friends of mine, um, the yoga studio where I did my yoga teacher training. And I really love that. And through word of mouth, it got out that I create websites and I do branding. And so from there, I started building a business on the side of my wellness entrepreneur business, and um, began offering my services and decided to make it official and create an agency out of it that could provide more full services for the wellness entrepreneur community.
0: I love that. So you've, you've been a wellness entrepreneur yourself. Uh, you're a fellow yogi. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey for you uh, to find your, your kind of passion area and, and where you want to work in the wellness space.
1: Exactly. And I think we were talking about this, it's kind of this new career path is taking parts of what I've liked in my past careers. So I love the mental challenge of uh, working with marketing of testing things out of looking at the numbers. But I also really love working one on one with individuals that are value driven and to help them grow their business so they can ultimately reach other people and help other people bring more joy to their lives yeah
0: great so so in your experience when you when you meet people who are setting up their wellness businesses and or when you've looked at other other wellness business websites what what do you think are the biggest challenges uh, when somebody steps into that space and, and wants to wants to start putting themselves out there and create a website for their for their new fledgling wellness business
1: Sure. So many challenges. I can attest. I was right there with you with your audience. Uh, One of the biggest challenges is just getting started knowing where to begin where what are the first steps that you need to take. I have so many wellness entrepreneur friends that have been meaning to create a wellness website for their business for years, and they still haven't even taken the first step. So um, for me, I whether you're going to DIY, your website or you want to hire a web designer, I always suggest begin by just taking note and gathering inspiration from other websites, from social media channels, from brands, And then with each of those, list what you like from that website. So maybe it's the image, maybe it's the branding, um, maybe it's the messaging and the tone and the words that they're using to speak to their audience. And then you'll notice over time, as you start gathering this inspiration, you'll start to see a common theme. And that will give you more of a clear vision of what kind of website you want to create for your business. Yeah,
0: I think, yeah, definitely getting getting spending a little bit of time, you have to be a little bit disciplined, don't you in terms of don't spend days and days looking at what everyone else is doing. But but yeah, set yourself like I'm going to spend a few hours and put out the best bits of what, what I like about thing and then start getting a little bit clear on the type of brand it is that you want to create.
1: Exactly. And we're all searching the web. We're all on the web. So, you know, sometimes the inspiration comes from a website that might not even be in the wellness industry, but you land on it and you're like, oh, I love the way this makes me feel. It's so soothing and everything is really cohesive. So, you know, use that for inspiration that doesn't have a website or a brand that is exactly like the brand that you want to create.
0: Yeah. Great. And what about copy? So I think one of the first things that, that you're going to be approaching on your website is, is your story. And and it, it might not be a natural skill for, for a new wellness business entrepreneur to write about themselves in a way that, that sells themselves or in a way that gets over their, their skills or um, in a way that can really speak to their new target market. Um, what advice would you have to anybody starting to look at that as to how they could approach writing their, their Their story on on their website?
1: Sure, such a huge hurdle for so many of us, including myself. One of my favorite exercises to suggest to clients that don't necessarily have money to hire a professional copywriter is simply work with a friend, spend three minutes telling your story to your friend and have them write down the keywords and the things that stood out to them about your journey, about what makes you special and about your services, the unique selling point that you have. And then there's your about page essentially.
0: Yeah, I think that would give you a brilliant framework, wouldn't it, in terms of like, it's just, you've got to try and get into that, that style of like talking, like you're talking to a friend like that. And quite often, you know, if you just sit at a laptop and start to try and write, then what comes out could be quite stale, but actually talk it through with a friend and you might find that you've got some really nice copy there that resonates with your audience.
1: Exactly. Another suggestion I give to friends and to clients is to send out an email to a list of 10 close friends, maybe even some past clients, and ask them to use three descriptive words to describe you. And then also when you receive that back, you'll start to notice what it is that makes you really stand out from the rest and what is is really unique to you. Great. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Using
0: using your, the people around you to help you tell your story. Perfect. Definitely. Exactly. Um, and in your experience working with different wellnesses, businesses across different sectors, what have been like the kind of common mistakes that you've seen either on people's websites or how people start uh, approaching it? What are, what are the hurdles that our,
1: our new wellness entrepreneurs out there need to avoid? Sure. So on the topic of content, one of the biggest mistakes I see is that wellness entrepreneurs write way too much content, especially on the homepage. So the homepage should just be the landing page that introduces who you are, what your specialty is, who you serve, and then what are the next steps? So you you want to invite people into your website to interact, to go to your services or product page. And often I see on the homepage, a complete bio with every single training that they've ever done. And it's like, no one wants to read that. I'm sorry. It's not really that interesting for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Attention is
0: um, is definitely waning, isn't it? People's ability. I was reading the other day about like how the length of blogs are getting shorter and shorter because we are just unable to to read for as long as we used to. So yeah, being able to really get to the point uh, quickly and write that kind of sales copy for the front page is is a real skill to master. I think
1: exactly. And another common thing I see is that wellness entrepreneurs, including myself, we, we want to keep learning, we want to take different courses and keep fueling our fire to stay passionate in our business. But that also doesn't need to be on the website necessarily. So if you've done a weekend Reiki course, and a herbal course, and a nutrition course, and a massage course, you don't have to put all of that on your website, because that also. So makes it unclear to your potential client uh, what it is that you actually specialize in.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, less can be more. But also, I think sometimes uh, when when you're on this this journey, I think done is better than perfect. So I think um, you know quite a few new wellness businesses that I have spoken to. This is one of the their very first steps they take, and and it takes them months. Uh, because they're trying to get it perfect, and they don't know how to create a website. So they they can lose weeks trying to get it perfect, but actually get the bare bones up there and move on to the next part of looking at how you approach your marketing. And you can go back and, and improve your website over time. Have you found that in terms of... Um, uh, how wellness businesses are kind of agonized over the websites for, for a while before coming to you, for example.
1: Totally. And especially when it's your personal brand, when you mm. are essentially selling you and your services, there is a huge hurdle in, I need it to be perfect before I launch. And I always say, simplify, 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 launch now, refine over time, because when you launch your website, it is a living, breathing piece of content that is representing you. It is not a static piece of paper, like a flyer or something that you can just leave and not go back to and not constantly update and it will evolve over time with you and your career and what you're interested in the type of audience that you want to serve that will change over time and you will get more clear in your intention and the great thing about a website is that it can evolve with you along that journey
0: yeah, that's totally true. I mean, we we talk in our um in one of our courses about um, how you you know you have to fix on one target market for six months just to, as you're starting out, just to kind of give it so you you've got that real niche and you are targeted on that and you've got to give it give it six months. Um, and I think the the website you know you need to address that target market. And if it turns out that that's not quite the right market for you or you're not quite landing in, then of course, yeah. Go back, change the website slightly, change your messaging, change your approach, and move on. But yeah, no, I think. Um, but yeah, focusing on it not needing to be the final, final product when you first launch is is such an important hurdle for um, for, for wellness businesses. Um, and in. In your experience, then, obviously, you've worked with different, different types of businesses, from yoga to, to nutritionists to, to different types of, of wellness businesses. But what are the main kind of things in terms of the, the way they approach their websites? What are the, what are the differences that you see um, for how different types of wellness, wellness businesses need to approach their website content?
1: Yes, so I like to categorize websites for wellness businesses in three different categories. So the first one is essentially the online CV. So you just need a web presence, a landing page to send your potential clients to so that it gives you that confidence, um, professional confidence, so that they see that you have a legitimate business. And that they can read about your services and book with you. So this is for small businesses. Maybe you want to focus more on meeting people through networking, through one-on-one, and you don't really want to spend that much on your website. So for those people, I suggest a DIY website. Don't you don't have to invest that much. Uh, you can refine it over time, but it's really just an online CV for you. The second category would be for local businesses that have a physical location. So a yoga studio, a wellness spa, a chiropractor, uh, maybe a health coach that has an office. They're going to need a little bit more of a robust website that will rank higher in SEO, um, that will show up on Google Maps. And they, they're going to want to focus on getting a lot of reviews from clients on Google, on websites like yelp that will help them to rank higher and to be found by their potential customers the third category are wellness businesses that are selling a product or service online. So they have a shop page or they have a membership. Um, They're selling courses, for instance. They're going to want to invest even more into their website uh, to show up on search. They're going to want to create drip marketing campaigns and email funnels and lead magnets to grow their list and grow their audience so that they have a larger audience to sell to later on.
0: Yeah I suppose in that in that second category the thing that's changed in the last year is there are you know a lot of people wellness businesses are finding they can get clients from anywhere now in terms of you know everybody is working online uh, through zoom and doing zoom classes and um, online calls so so yeah it's it's changed the the market for everybody hasn't it in terms of the way wellness businesses are working with 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 clients and customers
1: absolutely and i think when you're creating your wellness business in this new year, especially the environment is very different than it was two years ago. Um, but I also think that when you're creating your business, you need to think about the lifestyle that you want to lead. And for a lot of wellness entrepreneurs in particular, they want that one-on-one connection with their client. They want to get their hands on people. So I know you know several uh, wellness professionals during the pandemic Pandemic that we just said, I absolutely will not convert my business online. I want to still see people face to face, one on one, and that—that's simply your choice. It's what you know makes you feel alive and excited to do your work every day.
0: Yeah, and it's—it's it's quite often one of the prime reasons, I suppose, why people have chosen this field or, or have come from another corporate field, for example, to to, to run a wellness business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally, totally agree with that. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, well, thank you. I think I think some of those um, those tips have been have been awesome for for our audience and, and how they go about approaching that web the, the the very first bit of content creation for their for their website. I think in some of the later episodes on content, we're going to be talking about how you repurpose content and how um, you can create a piece of content and filter out on different social channels and put, create turn it into different, uh, different aspects that you can use so that people aren't always reinventing um, content. So I was wondering about, you're an Instagram fan. Do you um,
1: have any tips for Instagram, for example? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I, I always suggest, I think you guys suggest this as well, choosing kind of one platform, one social media platform to focus on and really figuring out where your audience is and, and where they're most likely to be. Um, and then as far as social content, um, same as if you're creating long form blog content, I suggest to start with five categories that you focus on, uh, to share with your audience that are consistent. Um, one of the biggest things that, that works is educational content. So if you're a health coach, you know, you're going to be putting out freebie content over time, uh, tips on, um, recipe tips, for instance, um, adaptogens maybe that people want to add. yeah so educational content is huge. Yeah so on that educational content I think absolutely
0: because you know you need to be that thought leader you need to be like teaching your audience you need to, you need them to know that you are the expert in this field and I think quite often a lot of wellness businesses they see the types of Instagram content that other wellness businesses are coming out that are all kind of quirky and entertaining and they think that that's the kind of stuff that they have to be doing and definitely do a little bit of it, but don't spend all your time creating funny little little things for Instagram because that's not why people are going to employ you as the nutritionist or as the, you know, um, I think definitely the content in that educational thought leadership space uh, is is the thing that is going to push somebody closer to becoming a customer. So I, for me, it's one of the most important pillars of, of, um, uh, of any content that, that a wellness business is producing.
1: Exactly, yes, and I think, uh also being consistent in your tone and messaging, figuring out you know am i am I going to be a little bit of playful in my tone, um so that I I resonate with more people or am I gonna keep it super professional um, so that people see me as a thought leader? Uh, you know, so to, just figuring out who it is that you are, you're messaging, and then being consistent with that, uh, to keep them along the customer journey of the, you know, no like trust journey, so that when it's time for them to sell or when it's time for them to think about a health coach or to book a massage, they say, oh, I know exactly who I want to go to for that. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's brilliant. But yeah, now I, I, we, we're in the same space. We, we definitely talk to in, a, in one of our training courses around uh, talk to them about educational content, but also there's this, your own story content, um, and then there's the, your your client stories. So that is the a, a third piece of content that I think is so crucial for um, for getting uh, new clients is making sure that you are always telling those transformation stories of people who've worked with you previously, because they can also be the thing that just push people closer to to working with you um would you have any advice for how people um get those client stories across be it either on their website or in social um how how you can really kind of get it across in in a compelling way
1: yeah, obviously, just asking for testimonials from people after they have a, a session with you, for instance, and they come out and they're just beaming, you can say, hey, c- would you mind writing down your experience for me? Or would you mind if I take a quick video of you Uh, A video testimonial of you comes off um, very strongly. Um, And then another way is just telling that story. You can also tell the story of your client and their transformation. Um, And I think when people read that, it's the best way to sell your services and the value of that service or product. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you, Angela. It's been so great to have you on the show and, and to, to kick off our content series that we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. We've You've given everyone some great advice, whether they are starting out or whether they are further along that journey, but actually are reaching a point where it's time to go back and really, really look at how their business and, and themselves are coming across uh, on the website. Um, and thank you everyone for joining us this week. We'll be back next time. So we look forward to seeing you here. Seeing you here? That doesn't even make sense. Um, <laughs> 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 thank you everyone for joining us this week on the Wellpreneur no podcast. And we look forward to seeing you here next time. Thanks very much.